360 online at mix1049.com.au. It is just on uh, 19 minutes after 11 o'clock. Now, we know that 31 principals are needed by the start of the next school year and there are currently 16 positions vacant, 11 of which are also teaching roles from what we can gather. Another 15 principals are expected to resign before the end of the year. Now, joining us on the line um, to talk a little bit more about this but also talk about the uh, um, the announcement that the uh, government had made today or yesterday, I should say, around that attendance strategy is Jarvis Ryan, who is the head of the Northern Territories Education Union. Good morning, Jarvis. How are you, Katie? Very well. Now, Jarvis, um, with these uh, school principals, 31 principals, or the Education Minister said around 30 this morning, confirmed, um, is that something that's fairly normal at this time of the year from your perspective? Yeah, I, I would say it's not It's not unusual, particularly in uh, those smaller bush uh, communities where we, we do see, unfortunately, quite high turnover in many of those schools. But the, the thing I'd point out is this is a better situation than we were at, say, a few years ago where often those school communities were going into the Christmas holiday period not knowing who'd be at the helm of the school in the following year. So the fact that the positions are being advertised now means they can advertise, they can run panels for those schools that typically involves a community member and that those schools have uh, certainty about who will, who will be um, in, the, in the principal's chair at the beginning of, of next year. So there's this sort of turnover is a normal part of what goes on in, um, in the Territory and, you know, I guess the big thing for us is as much as possible we want to keep that expertise yeah. yeah, so many of those vacancies are caused because someone has perhaps won a promotion in a bigger school, which means there's, there's a knock-on effect in terms of another vacancy to be filled. What is the biggest factor that's driving the shortage or driving that, uh, you know, that, that uh, 30 positions and this being sort of a regular thing at this time of the year? So some of what I hear is that um, a, a lot of uh, people who are in that sort of assistant principal type level they look at the the big step up as far as responsibility goes, that it, it is a, a big job that's growing all the time. Uh, there's a lot of stresses associated with it. People are typically working more than 60 hours a week uh, and there's, you know, many people just say, am I, am I wanting to, to put myself through all of that? Uh, one of the other big things that, you know, we've raised for quite a while, is, is particularly in those smaller remote schools, is that, we used to have a structure that meant there was a lot more support from regional office and head office uh, for those small school principals. They yeah. had a group school model. Uh, there was more administrative support and so on. A lot of that's been stripped back. And I, I know there's an awareness now that the department needs to look at putting in place more support for those principals so that they can get on with doing the teaching and learning work and not having to worry as much about you know, budgets and compliance and all of this other stuff that, that goes along with the job, but which, you know, for many principals, mm. if they're a teaching principal, they're, they're meant to spend 80% of their time in the classroom. Yeah. Jarvis, did that, uh, did the pay freeze for principals or that pay, you know, the changes to the pay for principals, did it have much of an impact? Look, it certainly hasn't helped. And I, you know, some of this is just to do with, this, you know, people are coming up to retirement age, but there's certainly a much less of an incentive if people are looking at a, a four-year uh, pay freeze to come back and sign a new contract, for example. 
and you know, more broadly uh, with the teaching workforce, we're, we're obviously very concerned about the message that's being sent out with a with a four year pay freeze. That mm. um, people look around and they see what's on offer, and they they're hearing, okay, no pay rise until at least twenty twenty five in the territory. That's um that's not a good sell. Now, what about, I know that uh, that principal and teacher retention, it is obviously, it's an issue all the time, but what kind of impact is COVID and the uncertainty, uh, I guess, around the, you know, the borders and Christmas time? What kind of impact is that having, do you think, at the moment? Oh, well, it, it's hard to say, and I think we'll... Um We'll see you a bit further down the track, but you know we, we've been vocal on this issue. I know I've spoken to you about it, and yeah. it, it's obviously really welcome what we're starting to hear from uh, the chief minister, what we're hearing in Queensland and other places that we are moving towards a different set of arrangements that will mean if you've got family in New South Wales and Victoria and those sorts of places, there, there certainly looks like there'll be far more likelihood about a, a different regime of, of travel and. Uh, I know people are waiting to hear a bit more on what that detail will be, but that that's crucial, I think, because um, for the remote teachers in particular, they, they won't be able to do another year of being uh, totally isolated and, and cut off interstate mm. um, from those, those bigger jurisdictions. I, I think that we would see a, a very high levels of attrition um, if that were to continue. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I agree with you. I think that it would uh, would have an impact without obviously working in that industry, but um, right across the board, I think that there's plenty of people sort of wanting that certainty. Now, Jarvis, we know that the government obviously has uh, released their strategy aimed at lifting school attendance across the Territory. Uh, it's also been backed up, they say, by that initial $10 million action plan over the next three years. What did you make of the strategy? Well, look, I, you know, there's some gratification in the sense... I know I wrote about this after the election last year and said the number one focus for education and the Minister needed to be around particularly remote schooling and there's an acknowledgement here and you, you don't hear this very often with government you know being honest and saying yes we we do have a problem these these numbers are very poor uh, I think there's a case of the system sort of playing catch-up that in my experience on the ground in schools people have generally been able to articulate very clearly what what it is they need uh, what's welcome in terms of what we've heard yesterday from the minister from the education department is getting them on the same page about working with communities, um, listening to young people, listening to elders in communities about making sure they're able to shape the, the type of education that fits for um, for their kids. Yeah. Uh, you know, with that said, I, I think we also need to be, to be honest that, uh, as was outlined in the discussion paper, the problem is most pronounced in, in remote, but even in our urban areas, you know, school attendance, is not um, is not what we need, and we've got to work harder on getting kids engaged and getting them uh, through school successfully. We know that that is the absolutely most fundamental thing that people need to to set themselves up for a for a, a productive and um, a flourishing life. And uh, we, I think, we've made some good gains in in the territory. We're getting more kids through Year Twelve. We're getting more Year Twelve kids, uh, Indigenous kids, graduating Year Twelve, but there's still such a long way for us to go and it was refreshing to hear the Minister at least mm. acknowledge some of those issues and say we can't just continue on doing the same thing. Yeah.
Now, do you reckon that there's any... Uh, do you think that there is any link between um, that principal and teacher retention and also those school attendance rates? Yeah, one, one of the things that is uh, of concern, I think that the high turnover in, in those bush schools particularly... Uh, you know, you think about it from the perspective in community and they're just seeing faces coming and going. Um, the effort needs to be there about a long-term commitment, about trust being built, about we don't see you as the person who's just sort of flown in for this term, but building strong connections between the teaching workforce, the other public servants who are there and the local community. And those things take a lot of time uh, to build. I remember... You know, someone telling me a long time ago about the, the first year you go out and teach in community, you'll you'll mainly be learning. The second year, you might be starting to break even. In the third year, it would be when you'd really start to be able to um, make great inroads. And the big issue we've seen, particularly with um, remote, is very high level of contract employment, a real churn. Yep. And one of the big shifts that we've got the department to agree to doing is looking at how they're doing uh, recruitment, that we should not be looking at so much at six and 12 month contracts, but a more rigorous recruitment process to try to recruit people to be here permanently for the longer term, which doesn't just have benefits in schooling, but I think will help the territory in terms of its its population and growth strategy is uh, we need people here raising families and being here for the long Um, And um, teachers can provide a great sense of um, stability in every community. And Jarvis, I know that I touched on, obviously, uh, the principal, um, you know, pay cut or pay freeze that uh, that was introduced. But then when you look at, um, you know, more broadly, the public service wage freeze, is that making it any more difficult in terms of teacher recruitment for the Territory? Well, we certainly think uh, it clearly won't help and certainly our view is when we surveyed our own members that uh, more than a fifth of them said that if, if the freeze is in force, they, they will be looking for work elsewhere. Uh, and you know, we have queries from people looking at, say, maybe coming across from Queensland and other places and you know, their question is often, when's your next pay rise due? Um, just to just to bear in mind, in other jurisdictions, they're typically looking at pay rises in the realm of about two percent per annum. Yeah. And uh, the point I've made is, we don't necessarily need the biggest pay rises, but we do need to remain uh, competitive on the national stage. And if we don't do that, there will be um, serious consequences, not just in terms of recruitment, but also uh, retention of our our teachers here and. Um, We've launched a major advertising campaign to that effect uh, on television, highlighting that so parents understand that you've got your kids have got good teachers in the classroom. You want to keep those kids here. Uh, understand ultimately this is about keeping our teachers in the territory and making sure every child has a suitably qualified teacher uh, in front of their classroom. Well, Jarvis Ryan, uh, the head of the Northern Territory Education Union, always appreciate your time. Thank you very much for having a chat with us today. My pleasure, Katie. Thank Thank you. you.